Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. In this week's passage, which we'll dig into a little deeper in the coming weeks, uh, but we're going to look at an overview this week. It is a longer passage than our normal devotional passages, but I just really couldn't leave out or like pick apart God's word. So just bear with me because this is a longer section. Luke 8, 40 through 56 says, Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue. And falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him, and there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for twelve years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceived that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, Do not fear, only believe, and she will be well. And when he came to the house, he allowed no one to enter with him except Peter and John and James and the father and the mother of the child. And all were weeping and mourning for her. But he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up at once, and he directed that something should be given her to eat. And her parents were amazed, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. Isn't it amazing how Jesus interacted with everyone in these situations? He's, you know, greeted by this crowd waiting for him, undoubtedly to hear him teach or, you know, see some miracles. And then Jairus comes begging him to heal his only daughter who was dying. And then on the way to Jairus' house, yet another miracle is performed as power just involuntarily leaves Jesus and heals the woman. Now, Jesus knows, you know, Jairus' daughter is dying, but he ends up stopping to address this woman in a personal interaction before continuing on his way. And then when it was told that Jairus' daughter is now dead, he wasn't swayed at all. And, you know, the would-be healing of the sick just becomes a raising of the dead. Now, Jesus here demonstrated a very flexible approach in this ministry because Jesus approached his ministry with this flexibility of allowing the Holy Spirit to lead him in the Father's will 
even though it sometimes seemed to detour from the current work. I mean, he could have been upset that the woman touched him. He could have just known and then ignored it. He could have decided, you know, tried to come back later and find out who it was that touched him. But he valued the person who had just been healed and he wanted to make that personal connection. And although his initial visit to Jairus' house was going to be to heal the daughter's sickness, hearing the news of her death didn't keep him away. You know, he came and he performed an even greater miracle. Now, in your ministry, how often do you take the time to be flexible when you serve in ministry? Sometimes ministry can be extremely busy, and we often find that being good stewards does require us to make schedules and plan ahead and be diligent in working within time frames so that we can be effective in certain areas of ministry. I mean, for example, doing this podcast, right, I have to plan ahead so that I can study and I can put this out. But what if by being so stringent in doing something in ministry, we end up missing an opportunity to witness or be part of an even greater work? So, I mean, making schedules, planning ahead, being diligent and disciplined, these are not bad things at all. The gifts, you know, such as administration, is given by the Holy Spirit. But if we also, like, we also really need to be open to allow the Holy Spirit to change that schedule and our plan sometimes. Jesus said that the Spirit moves about like the wind when he was talking to Nicodemus in John 3. So we need to be willing and open to just move about whichever way the Spirit might lead us. So one last thing to point out also is that the good works that God has prepared for you to walk in won't necessarily only be what you think of as ministry, right? In that sense that it won't all take place in a church building or it won't all just be led by your local congregation. God has good works for you to do within your family, your job, your community. I mean, this is all your sphere of influence which is your mission field. So as you go about your day, you know, whether that be school or work, chores, errands, you know, anything that fills your day, are you willing to let the Holy Spirit detour your schedule and your plans in order to use you? I mean, he very well may lead you in a direction that you didn't anticipate or plan for, but if he detours your plans... Let him guide your steps as you walk in those good works. And who knows? You know, that detour may end up being a greater work than you ever realized. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit Crystal Craven Music. Dot com, and that's Crystal with a K.